This is the Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast. Welcome foodpreneurs to episode number 47. This is the final episode of season four and the end of our first calendar year producing the podcast every week. It has been an enormously successful first year with more than 8,000 downloads and counting. Lots of great feedback on how helpful the show is with its action-oriented and expert content. You are the reason I show up every week, so your feedback, whatever it is, is always welcome. And as it is the gifting season, if you have feedback or a moment to give a review on your podcast player of choice, please do. It helps the podcast ratings, which in turn enables me to share the best of my 30 years in the industry with more women to help you land more accounts, get your product in more consumers' hands, and put more money in your pocket for every food and drink product you sell. So thank you for taking a moment to write that. Now, as the end of 2022 is imminent, quarter four is wrapping up and we plunge into a new year. This is your time to review your results and reset to increase your sales in 2023. In this episode, I'll give you tools to review your Q4 results, what you need to land more sales in Q1, and what to say to buyers so they take your calls. Now's the time to accelerate your growth for 2023. Don't miss your opportunity to start the year off right. If it's not now, then when? This episode of Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford is brought to you by Foodpreneur's Formula, my business acceleration program for packaged food and drink brand owners ready to scale, and my pricing for distribution workshop replay to help you engage a distributor profitably. The workshop is available for one more day only. And Foodpreneur's Formula Accelerator Program is changing up a bit in 2023. You can find the links in the show notes to both. Hi, I'm Chelsea Ford, former industry sales director, award-winning food and drink business expert, head coach of the acclaimed coaching program for women, Foodpreneur's Formula, and your host for this, the Foodpreneur Podcast. If you're a packaged food and drink brand owner, tune in with me each week and walk away knowing how to land more accounts, how to get your product into more consumers' hands, and how to price correctly for wholesale, with or without distributors. In each episode, I'm going to tap into my three decades of experience leading sales, marketing and money teams for big and small food and drink brands to give you coaching tips that will help you take your business to new heights without the overwhelm. I know what works and I know what doesn't. So I'm going to share with you industry tools and insider knowledge that are next to impossible for small businesses to access. And I'll dive into my little black book to bring you interviews with hard to reach industry specialists experienced foodpreneurs and wholesale buyers who will help you solve those pesky industry-specific problems like distribution that I know you've been losing way too much sleep over. So roll up your sleeves, foodpreneurs, because you're about to enter a no-fluff zone. I'm bringing my A-game so you can reach yours, no matter where you are, whether it's in your kitchen, 
coordinating your deliveries, or on your way to a buyer meeting, listen up, because we're about to set the path for you to secure your next best stockist, increase your sales, and live life on your terms. This is the Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast. The fourth quarter has become known as the Golden Quarter, a time when large uplifts in retail site visitors and revenue can occur due to known sales periods such as Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and the Christmas period. Some days are more dependent upon your location than others, although I see them becoming ubiquitous. Spanning October to December, the Golden Quarter has never been more important to retail businesses especially in the wake of the COVID pandemic, which saw more consumers switch to online shopping, but don't take that as the whole story for your sales strategy. According to Stella Rising, US retail sales in the fourth quarter are expected to finish in excess of $1 trillion for the very first time, reflecting 7% growth over last year's $974.4 billion. However, 2022's expected figure represents an overall contraction of 1.8%. In Australia, retail sales in the fourth quarter, as indicated by the Australian Bureau of Statistics, began in decline month on month for the first time this year in October. Total retail sales were $35 billion, down 0.2% month on month from the all-time record in September, and up 12.7% year-on-year. This is the first month-on-month decline since December 2021. This would suggest cost-of-living pressures are starting to impact consumer spending, or it could have been people holding out for price reductions in the sales. Either way, consumers are looking at where they can save a buck. Food and drink at supermarkets and bottle shops was the only category with a month-on-month increase in sales of just 0.4%, with department stores a notable decliner of a negative 2.4%. Food and drink increases were partially helped by high food prices and additional flood-related spending. In Q4, consumers were still purchasing more goods than they were pre-pandemic, a good sign, and 82% of consumers shopped multi-channel with 30% shopping equally in stores and online. Data shows 59% of consumers were influenced to purchase by personal recommendations. And I mentioned that as something for you to think about when considering how you will drive word of mouth to make more sales in Q1. It's certainly something to prepare for the next gifting periods of Valentine's Day, Mother's Day and Easter. Right now, with the difficult trading environment, thanks largely to the pandemic and associated supply chain issues, staffing shortages and economic downturn, a proactive approach to managing any ongoing uncertainty is key for you. But don't think cost-cutting alone will be enough. You need to get complete control over the complex financial, operational and sales challenges you face in this economic environment to set out a path that puts your business on a positive trajectory for 2023. 
Planning for success and being deliberate and thinking about your growth mindset is key. If there's one thing I'd say to all foodpreneurs, and that's to plan more, think bigger, and take action. Spend less time frozen by the overwhelm because results come from action, not thought. In Q4, review your revenue and profit position. And in doing so, gain crucial insights into the rise and fall of your sales each month of the past year. So you are across your numbers. Become better at knowing those. They hold almost all the answers to all your questions. Questions like, should I move to a co-manufacturer? Is now the best time to do a rebrand? I need more sales. Where will they come from? Or I pay a sales broker and a distributor. Do I need both? So what do I mean when I say review your revenue and your profit position? Here's six questions you need to answer you need answers for. What was your revenue for the quarter? Which week had the most revenue? Which week had the least? What's the reason for the discrepancy, if any? You know, was seasonality or a special occasion such as Black Friday a factor? Uh, Question five, what about in-store? Did your promotions drive your sales results? And if so, how much did it cost you to do the promotion? Okay, so looking at your net sales and the cost to do the promotion, did you have a profit or did you record a loss from that activity? And finally, question six, you're now at the end of Q4, looking at your sales and all your costs and expenses. Are you in the black, meaning you're positive or profit, or the red, negative loss? That's your profit position. Now that you've got your numbers, here's a brief on what retailer retail buyers experienced in Q4. They were under the pump. And why why was that? They needed to meet the growing demands on their time and resources. It certainly didn't get any easier for them. And ghosting behaviour increased as a result. Did you feel it? What I think about that is interesting. Actually, more than interesting. I'm angered by how inadequate the communication is back to you, the foodpreneur. As if it wasn't already difficult enough. Why buyers can't find a scalable way to communicate their feedback to foodpreneurs is honestly beyond me. I know they get up to 30 to 40 unsolicited messages a day, and that is exhausting. But why don't they find a way to automate their correspondence with those who contact them? It's what I do. All people want is acknowledgement. Every time I develop a new system in my business, I map the workflow. So the customer journey is optimised. It honestly beggars belief wholesale buyers can't, won't, or don't do the same. As Abina, a spice blender, said to me last week, and I think her words echo so many others' thoughts, and I quote her, even a simple email to say no means a lot. Yes, Sabina, yes, it does. It's always helpful knowing precisely where you stand, doesn't it? Despite the challenges, they're not a reason to stop calling on buyers in Q4. 
I often hear some people new to the industry say to unknowing brand owners not to contact retail buyers in Q4 because it is the golden quarter and they're busy, busy, busy. And yeah, they are busy. That's true. But what's also true is that they've bought most of their merchandise or plan to purchase it at least for this quarter, probably in quarters two and three. So whilst quarter four is busy, I think the mistake food printers make, at least early stage ones, is to take a leave pass from doing any sales activity at all at this time of the year. Q4 is three big months long, and there's nothing at all wrong with contacting buyers in October and November. And depending on the relationship you have with the buyer, December might make sense too. Your approach needs to be best for you and not a cookie cutter approach based on simplistic advice. For me, professionally this last quarter, I had good fortune in December getting a response from some buyers. And whilst it is true to say my conversion rates dropped, my ability to get some long-standing answers sped up as buyers cleaned up their inbox to wrap up the year. That was also true. You too should be cleaning up your inbox and making clean notes about the status of all your opportunities. Here's what I recommend you do to keep the momentum going for when you're back on board after the holidays. Firstly, write three lists based on your Q4 sales activity results. List your wins, your losses, and the accounts you're waiting for feedback on post you making contact. And secondly, with the wins and the losses lists, note how long it took you to close the wins and for what reason you lost the account. If you take the time to implement what you learnt from your results, your activity plan for next quarter will be done and will be less spaghetti on the wall strategy, as I like to call them, and more strategy based on actual data. A simple review strategy like this one of mine will ensure you walk into Q1 with an incredible plan for success. Now, here's the thing. Sales, once you have your foundations in order, is largely a numbers game. And what that means is making contact with the right number of buyers at the right time. And so when you can see what the right time is, because it is in the data, and when you know your conversion rate, You can work backwards on the formula of how many calls you should make every week in order to estimate your sales successes. That's when business gets exciting and less hand-to-mouth. I gave this formula to one of my Foodpreneurs Formula coaching program members live on a podcast episode for you to learn from. It was episode number 43, What to Do When a Stocker Says No or No for Now. I'll drop the link in the show notes. It quickly became one of my most popular episodes. I do the calculations for you to follow and make your own. Grab it and listen to it and walk away with a sales formula to land more accounts and to get your product into more consumers' hands and to make more money from every product you sell in 2023. I know how difficult it can be making money in food and drink, especially right now. Foodpreneurs say to me, Chelsea, why should I pay a broker and a distributor? They also ask if I engage a distributor. There's no money left over for me. What should I do? These and other questions are fundamental to scaling a packaged food and drink business. 
engaging a distributor to help you sell more product and put more money in your pocket only accelerates when you start understanding margins, promotions and sales support. Three fundamental aspects of doing business successfully with a distributor as your sales partner. Getting your product into more consumers' hands isn't as easy as clicking your fingers, but it is easier when you understand a distributor's business model and how they make money. You can use Hope as your sales strategy or pray a distributor will take you on, only then to be disappointed because they didn't live up to your expectations of delivering incredible sales results. But they didn't because you weren't prepared to work with them in the way that gets the most from them. I know because I've engaged and managed distributors for years and I know how frustrating it is dealing with them. And that's why I invited Hasan Bajani, founder of Boutique Food and Beverage Brand Partnership and distribution company, Cartel & Co. to teach with me and help you price correctly for distribution. The workshop took place live in July and I'm now offering you the replay and the 11-page workbook with the pricing formulas to keep so you can refer to them in your own time and finally take your business next level. By following our tried and tested formulas, they will help you know what margins you should have and how to create a bigger impact and sell more product. Find the link to the distribution pricing workshop in the show notes or go to femalesinfood.com and find it under the resources tab on the menu bar. And just so you know, this offer is only available until the end of 2022 and I'm doing it to help you access food and drink business expertise at a fraction of the investment you'd ordinarily have to make because of how tough it is in the market, economically speaking, right now. And we're back and I want to talk to you about focusing on quarter one and how to win in those in that quarter. Quarter one starts as a holiday period and ends with a very different in-market experience. Schools are back in full swing, consumers are busier and adjusting to changing weather patterns and expectations of themselves and their families. Grocery buyers will shift their focus to Easter and Mother's Day. So I throw to you, how are you taking advantage of those holiday periods? 2023 is on our doorstep and I anticipate another tricky year ahead, despite my own optimism. I'm already seeing trends emerge and despite the continuing challenges and threats of supply chain disruption, inflation and consumers looking for more value purchases, there will be growth opportunities. And in next week's episode, I'll give you my full 2023 trends forecast so you're on the front foot for a rolling 12 months. But my thoughts specifically about Q1 are for DTC brands, having a Google search strategy, organic and paid, is incredibly important. For wholesale brands, de-risking and ensuring sales against a turbulent world requires a solid account and customer acquisition strategy. And I'll give you the how on that in a moment. And thirdly, for all foodpreneurs, An acute focus on your margins is more important than ever as not all sales are equal. So what do you need to do to walk into the new year knowing exactly how and where you're going to grow? Here's two sales and marketing strategies that when done right will have you winning in Q1. And I also give you what you need to do to make them happen. Firstly, getting on the shelf is going to be harder for artisanal products. Sorry, 
I know that's not such great news, but here's why. And once you know why, you can tackle it. Because consumers are looking for even greater value and rising prices and growing inflation further complicate things for retail buyers, even in specialty grocery. Buyers need to be more fluid with their pricing and promotional decisions in order to maintain customers' loyalty. So what can you do to make your offer more attractive to them? Start by being easier to deal with. Don't expect COD on first orders, reduce your first order size, and provide data on your target market to help your buyer further further their knowledge on your category trends, helping them merchandise better and sell more. That's a win-win. Two brilliant Foodpreneur podcasts episodes this year that I've received stacks of great feedback about um, are with two specialty retail uh, buyers. Uh, One is episode 26, Straight Talk from a Specialty Retail Buyer and uh, What to Say in Your Pitch, and episode 44, Words of Advice from a Specialty Retail Buyer. Again, I'll drop both of those in the show notes to make it easier for you. Okay, and the second strategy is getting off the shelf is where you'll make your money. Landing on the shelf is exciting. I know it. I know it. It's amazing even. But getting your product into more consumers' hands, that's nirvana. So what should you focus on in Q1 to make this happen? Work on your customer attraction model. I coach on this extensively in Foodpreneur's Formula. I use models and case studies so members better visualize the metaphor of the customer journey. If you're not in my program, then there's four questions you need to answer, and it's the answers to these four things that you tell a buyer in your pitch. How are you building awareness about your product? How are you generating interest in your product? How are you building a desire amongst your target market towards your product? And finally, what activities are you doing to drive purchase of your product? Okay, that's your scale strategy for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you found today's insights valuable and you're ready to implement what you learned so that you land more accounts get your product into more consumers' hands and put more money in your pocket for every food and drink product you sell. I'd like to ask you now to help me help more women in food and drink live life on their terms by giving me an honest rating. Five stars would be lovely, but that's up to you. Write a review and subscribe to the Foodpreneur podcast on your platform of choice. The more you provide feedback and share the word about Foodpreneur, the more I know what you find helpful the momentum builds, and it becomes easier for me to help even more foodpreneurs scale. So thank you for taking a moment to do that. I truly appreciate it. And I look forward to chatting with you again next week for another episode of Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford. Mm